Welcome to Singled Out, the ninth best Guild Ball podcast. Please stand by. Episode 96. In this episode, Andrew and Steve talk to Dan Best about the WTC, which apparently was weeks ago. They also discuss the way the meta is working out, and how Steve is the second best alchemist player in the UK after Luke Smith. This is this is episode ninety six of Single Out. Today we have Steve, as always. How you doing? Hello, and today we have Dan. Hi, Dan, the best. All right, steady um, on, steady on. Um, right, so you both were of... the best Welshman, weren't you? Uh, yes, I think probably was. And you were the best Scotsman, weren't you? Uh, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 controversially, the best UK. Oh no, Perkins. Perkins beat me. So the second best you. So today we're going to talk about most mostly about the WTC. Um, those who are our Patreon people have already heard the recording um, on the train that Steve uh, provided last week um, of various after after event banter, and today we're going to break it down and talk about it in painful painful depth. Lovely. Um, and make people who didn't go to it feeling worse. So um, where should we start? Um, not sure. I guess uh, we could start with, uh, despite the fact I worked in Belgium for several years on and off, I still can't actually get a train out of, Bel- out of Brussels <laughs> Station. Like, <laughs> that's how much to get. But my, my secret plan to sabotage USA 1 by uh, taking John Clough into the middle of Belgium and then just releasing him uh, d- didn't, didn't quite come to plan because then we, Connor and I realised we needed to get back as well. So that was a. Apparently, they have quite a nice seal into there. The, I mean, I felt like we've gone straight to the PS de Resistance. The the Sea Sea World <laughs> War, like Blankenberg Sea Life Center, was extraordinarily good. Well, that's, I thought that's what the fans wanted to hear. So I thought I'd go yeah. straight to it, so they can then turn off. We just went straight there. I mean, it was uh, so basically uh, we spent the whole uh, weekend trying to lose so we could go to Sea Life Center, and then went to Sea Life Center on the Monday morning with all the Steamforge guys. Nice. So uh, yeah, and there was interestingly they 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 said there were going to be uh, otters, but as with uh, WTC, there were no otters at Sea Life Center. So that was you what know, is this coming to no otters? No otters. They 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 advertised us just, but no, there weren't any. Oh, there were sharks, which were pretty good, and uh, big seals and a salt course. Uh, Bryce got stuck in a slide. That was pretty good. <laughs> I thought you meant an assault course for the sea life. No, there, I mean, there was a sea life base, but there was, an, there was a human based assault course that, uh, okay. that, that, you know, struck a good dividing line in a Fraser, not not great on sort of monkey bar type things. And, uh, <laughs> and Bryce got stuck in the middle of the slide. There is a video that's done the rounds, which basically is at the, stop at the top of this big tube slide. He gets about halfway down it, and then he hears, oh, 
oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and about 15 minutes later, he appears in a muddy puddle at the bottom. So, it's, uh... so what was your favourite animal there? That's a big, that's a big question. Uh, it is. We have to questions here. Yeah. I... I'm, I am quite partial to a seal, so I, I did enjoy the seals. The manta rays were pretty good as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I like octopuses. You know, they're really yeah. clever. They're really clever animals. Oh, yeah, they are. I read a book about the um, uh, other minds, about the sort of... Uh, ah, yeah, I've heard of that. Oh, so good. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to product place on it and find out who the author was. Um, there's there's a way, way down the lid of the one in, um, in, in Skegnath because they're trying to creep out and make people's... Yeah, and they can piece together different parts of objects. So they're like the cleverest... Like and things. Yeah, they're like the cleverest non-mammal, non-corvid, aren't they? Like, so they uh, by who's it by? It's by uh, Peter Godfrey Smith, who seems to have the best life ever. Like, he is like an Australian marine biologist. Looks about octopi, and then just is like swimming in the sea in the Great Barrier Reef. Seems, seems all right. No, there's think, a, um, there's another really good sci-fi book called uh, Ah. The first one was Children of Time, and then uh, Children of Ruin is the second one about sentient. Octopi, Ooh. and a lot of that is a lot of the inspiration from that came from other minds. Huh. That's worth checking out. A- Adrian Tchaikovsky is the author. Very, really good. I read a few of his books. Definitely. Oh, looking, looking it's way better than Gibble Chat. Talk about I fish. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was, you know, I was going to talk to you about the new Joe Abercrombie book, Andrew. Uh, oh <laughs> right, yeah. So I've only read about about. I've been, been busy recently. I've only read a probably about, about the first quarter of it, maybe. Uh, yeah. It's kind of interesting, like him, how the characters are all kind of the kids. Then, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like, uh, yeah, and, and then and then read this the new Philip Pullman one as well, and and the book about being underground. What's the author called? Uh, Robert McFarlane. So I've read a lot of books recently. So we could we could do a whole book pod. The other comic books are really good, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's probably my favorite thing, fantasy. It's just so bleak and dark, and not really fantasy at all, really. Yeah, and everything's really grim, and the characters are all basically not very nice. Uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's good. It's I I Super. yeah I enjoyed that. I'm I'm quite inconsistent with fantasy books, but I liked I liked the. What are they called? The the first law trilogy. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of sort of high fantasy and sort of you know all that sort of jazz. I like stuff. You're not a big fan of lots of songs about mines by dwarves and things like that. <laughs> I have never finished Lord of the Rings. I've tried to read it like five times. So many songs. And I, like, I skipped all the songs. I basically I've got to the best parts of each time and gone. Like, I know this is good. I'm sure I'm going to be enjoying it right now. But, oh gosh, I, I, feel, I feel like I've walked walked all Mordor myself. I just oh, can't bother with it. <laughs> yeah. Just, and the, the singing and stuff, and just talk discussions. Of, and Tom Bobadil was blatantly a bad guy. I like what you say. I I don't understand why there were so many people, including my dad, complaining that Tom Bombadil wasn't in the film. Yeah, and it, I just it would have been like a ten minutes of trip for no reason. Yeah, I like him. He's like He's like one of the fun people. Like, the book itself is a great. But he's, I quite like Tom. Like suddenly turned into like a Del Toro movie all of a sudden. Just <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> There's too much singing in that bit. There is a lot of singing, but it's, uh, but it's sort of acid trippy sort of yeah, uh, proto like, hippie persona. Is, make uh, no sense suddenly if this, this <laughs> daft bouncing fairy guy jumped around all with his talking about how the boots were and stuff, and then went away again for no reason. But, but he's also the only character in it that isn't like portentously serious. Like that's the like that's why I like him. Like everyone else in it is so serious. Like I, and I don't mind those books, but they're so serious. Like it's just everything, and everything. All the speech ends with an exclamation mark, except for his, because everything is so serious. <laughs> so Gilbo. Yeah, yes. that's a game. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you were the best team in the UK and the uh, best Scottish team. War. Um, that was funny. Lols. We'll mean, talk about that later. The best team in the UK. Um, because the... Dan, you were team Wales. You were team Wales 2, is that right? Uh, Wales 1. Wales, Wales 1. 1. Yeah. I'll just go down a fair way to find you. Um, yeah, number 30, I think we finished. Number 30? That's not so bad. That's, that's not pretty bad. good. That's straight mid-table. Yeah, which is... That's where we were ranked originally. So, you know, we did... We did what was Scotland. You took yeah. alchemists, fish engineers, and Wales. You took uh, butchers, alchemists, farmers. Yes. Um, so when it came to picking your teams, did you just pick the sort of the guilds that you three of you were most happy with playing, or did you actually have any sort of tactics? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, no, I think for Wales one, there wasn't much tactics in that. It was kind of just what we were most comfortable with. I've only played alchemist competitively ever so <laughs> i don't think i don't think i'll ever see i think the first time i ever played guild with you was probably was very very early in your playing guild Ball career like when you took the yeah. game up it's everything plastic i think i played you think you're playing Brew. oh yeah 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 that was yeah when i first started with kickoff yeah i think the only time i've ever seen you play anything other than alchemist i think 
Uh, I, t- I played a bit of rats at the end of season three. Oh, you did. I did, play I did take them yeah. to one to one tournament, uh, but yeah, otherwise it's been it's been Alchemist for the last year. I have nothing else in, in tournaments. I guess. Uh, we, I think, did. There was some decision making. I think if it'd been in like four point one rather than four point two, the team would probably have been something more like blacksmiths order and maybe miners. Like if it had been sort of in March this year, but. But actually, essentially, what it defaulted to was the changes that the four point that four point two made meant we could all three of us play the teams that we most like playing. So you know, so Connor on fish, not a huge shock, and um, Pash is you know, it's mainly an engineers player, so we changed to that. So he played that as well. So it was not like a not a decision about this is a, this will be a strong combination or strong combination of things. It was more we like these teams and we can you know and they are they feel like competitively we could play them at that event. So I don't think that was a sort of like I know, and I don't actually think talking to the other teams, not many of them particularly sort to engineer like a balance in in the three teams that they took. I think maybe Scotland wandered, but other than that, I don't. There's not you know talk because we obviously have sort of England two and England one. I know all of those guys quite well, and they they pretty much just took what they would only take. So there wasn't any. Sure. I mean, I think unless you're sort of a. Kind of Rain Man genius. I think it's probably better just to play play what you like playing and what you're good at, and not worry too much about that. Idea. I think you can't you can't really force a play style often, mm. especially if you're playing six games after the WTC. So you're probably mostly drunk. Like, um... <laughs> <laughs> there is <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I mean, I wasn't there this year, but last last year was pretty devastating. Remember the day after feeding week as a baby, week as a baby. Uh, morning morning two was rough. The, the one of one of the high points of morning day two was um we you know, we got Belgium three in round two, so you know, we were like fairly confident into that matchup. And uh, the guy I played was he's a really nice guy, I'm just saying. Um uh Michel. Uh, and he basically put like he had this lovely farmers team that didn't want to play farmers and I ended up getting playing playing farmers because Connor and Pash didn't want to play some of the other teams. Um, I thought, okay, this is okay. I've played a couple of times. You know, I've played Bryce. This should be all right. Um, and he's got this lovely looking team with all these like sea themed, like seashell goals and all that sort of stuff. So I'm like, okay, okay, this this is doable. And he just windmill slams down Grange. And I'm like, what's Grange? <laughs> what does Grange do? Like, I've got no idea. Like, what's a Grange? And I'm like, so I'm sort of like start just picking. And then he's like, cool, Amber. I'm like, what does Amber? Oh, I don't know what any of these things do. <laughs> All the farmers' models, no one ever plays like vet honor. Um, and it's, I'm just sitting there going, I don't know what any of these models do. Like, I feel so hungover. Like, okay, so I just go for it. I'm like, I've just got to try and win. Into, and then immediately miss a five die shot on goal with vitriol. Uh, and then he just like starts like absolutely handing it to me. Like, <laughs> <with it all. laughs> so, and then on the next table over, Connor's getting his like proverbial something punched in by vet boar. So we're just like, oh, oh no. Belgium three are going to just destroy us, like <laughs> and they were so nice and just like tearing strips off us. And basically, both Connor and I managing those games in the like you know with our football guilds and our proactive plays by just running into the corner and hiding and winning a clock. Ah. It was like it was like, and they were such nice guys. But it was just like no, this is like that. That was the closest game I had at the whole event, and it was just a combination of yeah of hangover plus just like. Grange, what does Grange do? I don't understand. Plus, uh, plus, also, and I think that was a theme was the teams were way stronger this year. Like all the teams, like you know, mm-hmm. you think about like France three, uh, who obviously France are regional, um, rather than doing the teams in the way say the US did, where they sort of put the top players in one, then in another. But they, you know, France three came out of nowhere. Uh, Norway one were super good. Czech Republic were super good. There was a lot more. I think a lot of the teams that people just didn't read coming. Were, were really good. Well, I think you know, like some teams, some countries are a lot more vocal about what they do, either because they have podcasts, they blog a lot, just don't do that. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, but that doesn't make them any worse. No, I, I suppose it also might come down to as well whether you podcast or write in English a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, you know, I've got a clue what that. What yeah, other, I don't know. that's the thing. You, you, we're only aware of it if people are talking about it in English, right? So it's kind of difficult to Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> borderline English, borderline, borderline English. Um, yeah, second place. Did you get a nice sort of trophy for it? We did. Yeah, yeah. We got sort of nice little. You make um, you make um, Stevie's and put his bag for you on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was super. 
tempting. <laughs> Second time though. Oh, it was. Uh, I mean that that the, the combination. I think. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Easton was Easton was such a pretty good sport about the whole thing. And, you know, he he did he did receive a weekend's worth of Bet Harmony jokes as well because obviously Bet Harmony gate with him not taking her. Uh, you know, and so what was that? Easton didn't take Bet Harmony in his twelve, um, which uh, Fraser had quite strong opinions about. Oh really? Um, Oh, as in he was, you know, genuinely just like, what's going on with my team? And then, you know, so there's a sort of general ribbing of Easton for all of that. But he, I why? Yeah. I, I, but we, we had the guy who didn't take Thrasher. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's just cool. That's just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people were confused. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go? How did he get on? Uh, uh, he lost he, one game, two game, he three games. <laughs> uh, four games. Hang on. Five. Well, need more than one hand for this. Actually. Oh, he's all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It was no, but it's great fun, and I think you know, it's okay. If even if you're not planning to take Thresh, you probably put him in the twelve so that people think he's going down. Just as a block. But you know, ultimately, play what you want to do and have fun. You know, it's fine. I mean, to be honest, I mean, there can be one winner, and I think the WTC is definitely in many ways. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just for the. I mean, and like the way the you know the way the tiebreaker thing is is wins rather than strength of schedule, or rather than like who finishes runner up in the final game. So it's it's fairly arbitrary. The like I was really pleased with how we did. Like I was delighted to you know go five one. Like we we thought we might go four two. We'd probably be about par for the course. So so we were delighted with that. And then the the second thing is like it could have been us. It could have been anyone. It probably should have been France three who did actually make the final. Um, but you know it's that's the way the tiebreaker works. So we felt. Uh, yeah, we were really pleased with it. But the main thing is, like, the stand of play was super good. Everyone we met was absolutely lovely. Like, just so many nice people. And just so much, like, I haven't laughed that much at a board game <laughs> possibly ever. Just, you know, from, like, you know, the morning of day one where this, this photo goes round of uh, Jonathan Mitchell <laughs> uh, sleeping in a, a sort of L shape on a bed in the German's room. You know, and Timmy is like, oh, John, he was a bit of a mess. You know, like, <laughs> 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 and uh you know uh, david cameron kind of looking for him first thing in the morning <laughs> uh you know right through to the sort of sea life center trip on the on the monday it was just a lot of fun so should we talk about i mean talking about the games will be i think pretty torturous for all of us and to be honest it's probably can't remember all of them because a while ago yeah um, i mean you'll talk about any sort of any impressions of the how the meta shake, shake up now with the roster changes and stuff and how the game may have changed or, or, or different ways countries played or anything you know anything interesting for podcasts you know yeah, I'll, uh, there was a question on those lines, so I think I'll try and find that. Well, Dan, you, you go for this, I think. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't notice that much. I mean, there were a lot of alchemists, which you wouldn't have seen a few months ago. Um, well, I think, Steve, you were saying that's the first time you've taken alchemists to WTC. Yeah, I took Brewers oh. last year. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they were once, uh, I, I had the uh, kickoff box, and basically that decimate came out and just wrecked alchemist so it's like well i could just buy that decimate <laughs> and i have a hemlock and that's a brewer's team so i played six models i mean that was a big difference i played six models last year I just played the same six mod every single game i played everyone in my 12 this year who was not in your 12 steve uh ocat and veteran calculus oh, this is how, how the game has changed no guys what does sound like it like insanity i'm, I'm gonna put ocat back mm. in though mercury's gonna go oh, yeah. and i'm gonna oh, and that's a that's the controversial call uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the playstyles thing was interesting. I don't necessarily think they were. So I don't think the difference between playstyles is is that clear. You know, we play. I played uh, uh, USA one. I played John Clough. Well, I've played once before, but we, we sort of knew. You know, it was a more settled meta than uh, now, and it didn't feel like. I don't think either of us felt like the other was doing things that we couldn't have conceived of anyone doing, or it was a really particularly different playstyle. He was a very good player. And he played well, um, but it didn't feel like anything was sort of outside of anyone's wheelhouse. It, it maybe felt like we, Connor and I felt, and Pash and I felt like maybe we called the meta in terms of matchups slightly better than some of the other teams. Like I think you know the the US perception was that um, you know Union were particularly strong, uh, and we we felt they were good, but like weak into football teams. And I don't think that was uh, discounted. I think also. Um, Brewers was the other one, having played the weekend before, played Alchemist into Brewers twice at the London Grand Tournament, and it just felt like um, 
it felt like Gorka, who is very, very strong, is actually not very good into Alchemists, where there is actually probably Tapper or Estos still are pretty solid into them. So it felt like there were a few things, little calls like that, that maybe... Um, so it was much more subtle, I think, than necessarily like, you know, this country all play football and this country all fight and sort of meet in the middle and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think... I didn't notice anything particularly particularly that surprised me in the games. Um, the breakdown. There was a lot of hunters. There was a lot of fish. The fish are the most common. Yeah, yeah. And there were some. There were some strange. Dis- like I played hunters a couple of times, and there were some decisions like within that. Like again, those like drop decisions that were interesting. Like two teams put hunters into, and then the hunters players played Scatha, and it's just terrible for hunters because you just play a s- smoke and Naja and Nasha sits in the corner with the ball, and the hunters can't get it, and you just bomb them for the whole game. Is that basically they, they play hunters and they put it on the back captains, like, oh, it's suddenly going to be much easier. Yeah, whether it's like... But interestingly, then, you see, actually, France 3 doing very well, and their hunters play was maining Theron. Mm-hmm. You know, and Theron sort of widely sort of disappeared from the meta, but actually, I think it's still very good. Has oh, yeah, I think it's solid. I watched those games today, actually. Okay, I yeah. Played, I saw one... Two of those were on stream, right, with, with Theron. Yeah, no, uh, yes. very solid, yeah, yeah. So what are the what's the probability of making a snapshot of one dice? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, should we get Charles Charles Nelson asking that? It's got to be fifty percent, right? It's it's at least uh, it's at least fifty. Then I think it's it's we know it's less than uh, we know it's less than. <laughs> so, I mean, that was fantastic. So I was sitting at, because obviously Connor was playing next to me, and if Connor's playing on your when he's sitting next to you, or you're in the building, yeah. you know you know what's going on. You know, even though we had a like. We won't tell each other what's going on, sort of thing that lasts about three seconds. Um, so he misses the break the surface bonus time break the surface on Alex Botts's Minx on turn one, which is pretty bad because then Minx just comes yeah. in and like smashes up his whole team. So he claws his way back into this, um, gets into a sort of goal position where he could score a snapshot to win, uh, goes round Alex's side of the table to measure everything out, and he um, has Horizon who gets the ball, passes the ball to an engaged. Um, fathom, and obviously it's better bonus time to pass because she's engaged, um, and because he's on the other side of the board, isn't properly looking at his momentum, and has enough momentum to take the snapshot, but not enough to bonus time and back up to do dice. So it was uh, so to pull a Rooney has now. Become, uh, so what was, what, was his, what was his reaction when he realised? Uh, he it was a general like oh oh no, and like I sort of to be fair to Alex, Alex was. Like, I don't want to win this way. <laughs> like, I don't want to win with sort of bonehead maneuver. I'll take it. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah. So that was that was uh, I'm, coming second. I have I forgiven him? Probably not entirely. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, if he gets the snapshot, which I think is a you know it's a coin for if he gets it. If we get it, we, we win that round. Because I was you know from that position, I think it was just about clear that I was going to beat John, but uh, Pash was going to lose. But he, he he took it. So he was uh, he took it reasonably well. Pash was a Pash was a, sort of the rock of our team. So I think forgave him quite quickly. Pash was just fantastic. He was just such a nice guy to have on. You know, Connor I know really well. Obviously, I'm a good friend. But Pash was uh, I know pretty well. Having on, you know, we turned up late uh, on the Friday night, and Pash was sort of in reception with beers and sandwiches. He was just an absolute like trooper, like all weekend, and just sort of quite happily. Just smashed all his games, so it was a nice. great teammate. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, Steve. Do you in like the team format? Hmm. Do you feel any like additional pressure? Do you think it affects your game, like knowing that people are potentially relying on you? Just curious. Uh, I, I I I like team formats, so <laughs> I, I probably feel less pressure about it because you can be, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, so last year, not this year, the year lost the first i lost my game round one and my team won which was mm-hmm. great like <laughs> that seems like the you know the j clear path to victory um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so i i i don't i find the pressure slightly less than um when it's just yourself and that, i yeah. think it's partly a product of like you know playing football as well so i'm used to playing team games quite a lot and mm-hmm. i've done you know i've done three wtcs for epic which are four-man teams as well. So it's just a okay. four-man I'm reasonably familiar. What about you, Dan? How did you find it? So, I mean, it's a funny one because the first, I do sort of local team tournaments with Dave Cameron and, and Josh Nimchik. I mean, so the, the first one I went to, I mean, obviously those two are a lot better at Guild Ball than I am. So I felt a bit out of place and I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, guys, I'm probably not going to do very well here. 
And Dave just said to me, well, you know what, Dan, we, one player can't lose a round. So forget about it and just have fun. Dan, and I think the from, you can, from you can then, it's, it's been like that. You know, I don't really mind. It's just, it's fun. And I think it's, yeah, same as you. I think I feel less pressure. It's more of a sort of camaraderie, fun atmosphere. Dan, you placed 15th at the tournament. I did, yes, yes. Out of 110%, top 10%. Yeah, no, I was delighted with that. Absolutely delighted. I did. I do think, like WTC, you know, the way the meta shook out at WTC was really good for alchemists because there were so few. There were so few good players playing blacksmiths and butchers. There were six players total playing blacksmiths. That's really low. Yeah, yeah. I mean, blacksmiths was what I, you know, I really don't want to play blacksmiths. I don't like playing farmers. Yeah, we should have the highest the highest placing blacksmith player. It's really low down. Uh, the highest placing blacksmith player was oh goodness, we're still scrolling. Fifty first. Oh, who was that? Al. Uh, Leon. Oh, amazing. So that's uh, <laughs> poor Al. Al rough weekend. <laughs> Al Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he placed not very high. But I think the fact that generally it's clear of that obviously. Yeah, and it was. I could, but I think the fact that generally, like the the teams that I didn't and don't want to see playing Alchemists are farmers blacksmiths and butchers. I think that board is still super bad for them. Yeah, yeah. There was no team, at least that we played, had had anything like that combination. Mm-hmm. Except for just, I'm just going down now, Switzerland 2 in 35th place had all three. And that, <laughs> would have been, that would have been horrendous. <laughs> like, but, but, but there wasn't, it wasn't that common a combination. So I think, and I yeah. do think the blacksmiths are still really good at being, you know, in the way that miners have now sort of started to creep back into the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Fraser was saying if he'd if he'd got onto them faster, he'd have taken minus to WTC. So I think they, I think that that the fact that usually if you played a team and they had say one of those, which would usually be farmers, you could dock that matchup. Yeah, was was very helpful for the sort of you know the overall performance of uh, Alchemists at that event. Yeah. Did you play yeah. certain teams down first? Like did you put down like for example the engineers first as first drop? Or what did you do, Dan? Um, I kind of stayed out of it most of the time because I mean to be honest, now I'm not. Apart from, you know, farmers and butchers, I'm not super fussed about what I play against now. Because I think alchemists have a good game into most most guilds. Um, we did, so we threw Rich under the bus a few times. So he, <laughs> which, <laughs> I mean, it's got to happen sometimes. I've been in that position before where I get thrown under the bus. Um, but it was kind of, it was just, you know, how people were feeling. I was pretty relaxed about it and just thought, well, I'd do whatever you want. If you want to put me down first, fine. I'm just here to have fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's usually if you've got one person who's not that fussed about which guild they play against, we put them down for It's kind of, kind of how yeah. it went. I think that's basically yeah. what we went for. I guess the thing we, we generally tried to go for like a spread of matchups. Like, so we would take mm. three okay matchups over two good and a bad sort of thing because we, we just yeah. felt like, you know, we all wanted to be in games, thought we could win. And actually the differential at, at that level is so low. So mm-hmm. you might as well give yourself the better chance of winning. Um, you, you know, get, get as many games as you think you could possibly you have a chance of winning rather than two that you think are going to go well because one might not and then you're in real trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. So we sort of went for that, but it wasn't, it wasn't like hugely formalized. We all had something that we didn't want to play, but actually in the main, I think we all ended up playing it. Like I ended up playing Farmers, Connor didn't want to play Blacksmiths, but ended up playing them in the final round. Uh, you know, and it, and it sort of went off. I mean, that's the thing. You never have complete control, right? Yeah. It's, no, within three people, you can overthink this. <laughs> yeah, like massively, massively. Yeah. I mean, last year when uh, my team just shuffled the cards and put yeah. them down at random because we couldn't be to think of what to do. That upset <laughs> so, people, didn't it? <laughs> some people got a little triggered by that because they, they put a lot of homework in. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's a strong tactic, you know. If, if you want, if you want, if you want actually first, or you're pretty flexible into playing even different teams, I think you can definitely give you advantage if you've got spreadsheets and things. And yeah, it seems, it, with, whereas I guess this year, again, because it's so well, we know the game so well, we were actually quite, we call reasonably well how, you know, how things would go and how things would go down and what to play into and that sort of stuff. And so that, that I think, was, you know, not better than the worst, just sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, should we go to the interwebs for some questions? There are some interweb questions, yeah. Should we find I'm trying them? to find them. I've lost them all now. Some sure. gobs, aren't there? Okay, here we go. Okay, it's question great, one. Yeah. Single out, is that the Ariesta podcast? Um, Aristea. Aristea. <laughs> Aristea. Whatever, you know, the thing you do without me. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, That's what cool. Uh, one, one from a certain David Cameron. Uh, how do you sober up a teammate in less than five minutes? 
<laughs> Top tips, anyone? <laughs> so, hmm. I, I would go with, I mean, holding their nose like while they're asleep is usually a pretty good way of waking people up in massive panic, which kind of helps to sober them up. That's never a bad one. What I did to my little brother once um, was uh, get, get in beneath his bed before he went to sleep uh, wait for him to fall asleep, and then when he was deeply asleep, sort of leapt round the bed and shouted. Uh, which definitely got him up, sobered him up, and got him out of bed. So, so maybe de- next year, Dave. You know, I, I don't know who this could refer to. I'm assuming it's Josh. Let's let's assume it's Josh Nemcha. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Josh, absolutely. Josh didn't get very drunk and go z- zero six, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, like, let's go with that. Um, uh, Juan Pashkornienko uh, asks, uh, "How many dice do you need for a successful attempt?" At- Shot. I think at least I think one. I'll, yeah, I think on one. I think is the answer. We all know that. Uh, we'll get uh, Charles Nelson and ask him to come to the numbers for us. I think we can do that. We can um, put them into the matrix. Uh, Steve we'll Margaret and, and Jamie Perkins already answer, which is a detailed analysis of Blankenberg Sea Life Center. Actually, I don't think we went into enough detail about it. To be honest, <laughs> we'll do a whole bonus time. We'll do a whole bonus. Time. I, mean, I find um, I find Manta Ray's a bit creepy. I find them quite uh, cool from the top creepy. when they reach up the glass. You see the mouth underneath. I find the mouth kind of. Weird looking. Yeah, they they've got funny funny sort of body shape. Oh, we actually have legitimate. Oh, there's another John Zanatti. How many goals can you store? One die snapshot. So Connor's entered meme territory basically. Um, we uh, had a, uh, Kim Rennie uh, Safer, who I played in round five asked if we're still on a high from finishing higher than Scotland one. Yes, yes is the answer. <laughs> uh, and and they're well, surely you are by you are by definition now Scotland one. Exactly. Yeah, I think I did I say mean, this to Maria. We're Scotland one now. Um, that's yeah. how it works. Okay, actual questions. Wow. Okay. Uh, Neil Sermkins um, is the inspiring hat. Has the blog. I think asked. Uh, let's go to you on this, Dan. Uh, based on just the WTC, what would you think are the strongest guild guilds at the moment? Oh, that's that's very difficult to say. I mean, so the strongest guilds based on WTC. Well, I mean, if you look at placement of guilds, Alchemist did very well. I don't think. If I remember correctly, there were no alchemists that did worse than 3-3. Three, three, no, I, I think. think. I think that's Possibly, right. Possibly, yeah, something like that. The other thing also to bear in mind is that most of the people playing alchemists were pretty, you know, good players. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, you, obviously, and, and Timmy. and I heard Timmy's quite good. Yeah. Do you yeah, think it's... It, yeah, it's, both of you have kept the same guild for a year, and rather than chasing around looking for the best guild, you've kind of stuck with it for a long time. That's going to count for mm-hmm. a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I basically took... And, and I think them having several new models, you know, essentially revised models in the latest errata that both help their sort of game plan was really good um, and that they, they're, yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of things that came in there and I think people not entirely seeing them coming. I think, I think yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. I think people underestimate Betcat a little bit. Not anymore, I don't think, but I think... Not we, anymore, <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, a, a few weeks ago <laughs> that was yeah. the case, but I think not not now. Yeah, I had a conversation, yeah, before WC with a couple of people going, you know, who's the output model that doesn't get goals and that sort of thing. Whereas I think, like, one of the reasons we did okay is I think we, because we'd played that matchup quite a lot inter- internally, we'd sort of teched for alchemists in a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So so Connor played against them, you know, whenever we you know, he played against the really strong okay. um, Norwegian player, the, uh, his name now, the one who won 5-1, and his only loss was to Connor. Uh, he was on the round one stream as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he beat he beat yeah. Frederick. Frederick, yeah, yeah. fantastic player, amazing. Yeah, 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 it was really, yeah he yeah. was he played out of this world. So I think he he played Con, and that was I think that was part of the big knew that matchup really well. He was a very good player. Yeah, yeah. Then we've got more questions. I think oh, here's one for you, Dan. Because this is your first WTC. Would you recommend going to WTC next year in uh, Slovenia? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great fun. I mean, it's so much fun. Just you know, meeting people, having a laugh. I think, you know, it's really good whether you're super competitive and think you have a chance of winning or if you're just going there to have fun, play your ball and, and meet some people. It's it's just great. Um, yeah, couldn't recommend it enough. I, I definitely want to go next year if Wales will have me again. <laughs> well, you're, 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 the, you're the big cheese. You're the big cheese in Wales. <laughs> so, the Welsh cheese. Yeah, big Welsh cheese. Uh, big big chunk of Carfilly. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the, the Welsh guys as well were great. The guys in Wales too, who, the, the Cardiff guys, you know, great guys and, you know, played really well as well. Uh, especially Sam Derbyshire, you know, who Dom was saying, you know, watch out for this guy. He's good. You know, it's just because. They're quite low ranked, but just because they don't play many tournaments, but you know, solid players. 
uh, and you know played really well. He mentions he hasn't passed about tiebreakers. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there was some I don't, uh, you, on the Discord. There was some chat about whether strength of schedule should be tiebreaker, whether wins should be tiebreaker, or something else. The obvious answer is wins, clearly, because that that mm. produces the hundred uh, percent accurate results. Uh, and wins are the best tiebreaker, and we came second uh, completely on merit, and that's fine. I don't think there's any more to be said about that, really. Oh, fair enough, then. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if, you, if I'm not being facetious about it, probably just have first and second, and then to play the final or first and second. But that's not that's how tournaments work, is it, if you're a ball? It, maybe with teams is different, I think, because, because I can see the argument both ways on it. So I can see the argument that uh, strength of schedule uh, as a tiebreaker supports the team that's had the most difficult through, but at the same time, having the team that finishes second lose, same, it's, it's possible you could finish second on strength of schedule and lose more than a third of your games. You know, you could, like, uh, again, like a player could lose all six games and their team lose a round, which would be eight games lost and still come second with a schedule, which yeah, that does, feels slightly sound great. Whereas, whereas if you just have, like, you, for me, Germany win, France three come second, because you're playing with more psychological pressure if you play to the final. So mm, it feels yeah. like there's a, there's a bit more, maybe a bit of edge. So if that was, my, if I were to indicate it, you know, uh, I'd, I'd probably say that, but I think n- none of them are perfect. Well, that's the thing. I don't think there is any ma- magic bullet, is there, for this sort of system? No. I don't no, think it doesn't exist. So like, you, have to, you, have to, you have to pick what flavour of not quite fair you'll go for. <laughs> yeah, and, and to, to, you know, and the, you know, Kim and Steve and the guys that run WC have got a lot of, of work into everything. Um, so, you know, I feel like it's that's their decision to make as well as the organisers' decision to make. Uh, it was great that it worked out for us. Yeah, equally, it could have been the other way around and it didn't. So, <laughs> there's a, so yeah, I feel like it's it's a slightly imperfect thing in every way. There's a good question here about you as well, which was that uh, Union were regarded as a top team after 4.2 was announced and don't have that many people playing them. What a folks Is think Because they're that. new? I haven't played them much yet. I think from chatting to... So I think, I think some people were very vocal about being very good. I think from chatting to Dan Adams, I played uh, Dan Adams, I, uh, a tournament, if, and I've played a bit of Union. It feels like they are very good, but I don't. I think the call that they were top tier was sort of premature. I don't. I wouldn't put them in the top bracket. I, I think there's a big, massive bracket of like six or seven teams even that are like tier two. But I think top tier is probably uh, Scalpel, Rivet, maybe Thresher, and that mm. would be that would be the three. And then there's a load below that of Alex Union, those sort of teams who are your know, Masons, who you know, like if you yeah. go watch any of the. Uh, Mets's WTC games are real good. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I think that actually the changes to Union have given me a lot to do as an Alchemist player going into that matchup because Grace and Benediction are a real problem for Smoke again now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you yeah. can play Smoke in that match. Nah, I don't think you can. But then, but then they don't defend the ball particularly, so I don't think they need to. No, I, I agree. Uh, but yeah, and, and Minx is a terror. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Minx basically having a better version of three seconds is, is it, yeah. it's the same, it's the same character territory we were talking before about um about vetcat i think in that overall both teams are very good but not in the top tr but you could see changes to minx and to say vetcat or to lure of gold or to both that actually would be good for just sort of uh, interactivity and play experience and and sort of take the power level down a little bit but it's not actually that the team itself is sort of alpha tier yeah no i think that's fair um and then what else have we got uh, what are your thoughts about win rates for captain teams from the WTC? Uh, seems quite similar to the sort of question I Interestingly, if you look at the season 4.2 stats, uh, guess who the top two win rate captains are in 4.2 since the errata? Uh, I guess one of them is probably Corker. 4.2, so since mid... Minus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the top two... Uh-huh. Uh, like, I'm going to the exact figures, but the top two are, uh, I think, first is Smoke. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a tiny sample set, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, probably hear Charles crying from here as I try to extrapolate anything from it. <laughs> uh, you know, they're all like 100 games, 200 games. But the, so yeah. top, top is Smoke, um, 64%. Then um, Shaft, 61%. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Yuka, then an anomalous 10 game Culverin, and then Yukai, and then Vet Rage. Yeah. And then, uh, sort of my, then there's a fairly close, like, Vet Rage minus Corsair mm. are also quite close to each other. So there's a sort of interesting, I guess the interesting thing with that is A, Shaft is still really good, minors are still really good. Yeah. And B, Smoke now as a tech piece is potentially very strong where you only drop her into a good matchups. Yeah, yeah. Because Midas has the flexibility that you can play him into pretty much anything, I would say. 
Yeah, but smoke being that high surprised me. Like, uh, that surprises me as well. Yeah, shaft being that high slightly surprised me as well because that those games mm. can't all be Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, there's a good question from Joe Hawthorne saying, "Is four point two the end of the bunker here?" Uh, I mean, I think I based on what we saw on the stream, I don't think so. <laughs> I think there's still options for. I think, and I yeah. think there's different kinds, but I think it feels like it's it feels like with sort of Yukai Midas. Uh, honor, even like it does look like there are more sort of bunker busters or more sort of ways around it. Like just seeing the Hunters players game and see how well they used Edge. Yes, sort of yeah, yeah, that was thing. very cool. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. feels like this. So it does feel like I think there are more. I guess there's more ball retrieval. There's better ball retrieval, which bring which helps split up bunkers. And then there's more just like raw damage on some pieces as well. But it, it feels like yeah, the sort of sitting on each side of the board can be broken down more. Than I think it could in 4.1. I guess which is like peak vet bore blacksmith's era. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose you're getting more models that have you know one crazy ability which can punch through you know those difficult situations. Yeah, and I think just mm-hmm. everyone threatening the ball. Yeah, I think makes makes you know, very like that was my game with John Clough was I don't I hope I'm not giving away any of his uh, trade secrets, but he you know it was basically me going for the ball and him sort of bunkering within a position to chew up my model that gets the ball. Um, but I had the, the but the players I had had the tools to get it, and that's mm-hmm. in a nutshell how how I won that game. So it it, it feels like the there is slightly more sort of um, counterplay to that sort of defensive. Yeah, and he's which I think very, makes it more fun. Yeah, I think it gives you more, mm-hmm. and I think you can play. The, you end up still quite quite strange stuff. You know, Connor and I played a Yukai Midas game before WTC, and neither of us scored points until turn four. Because <laughs> it, it was just one of us like taking the ball and the other one taking the ball and <laughs> just sort of bouncing around like that as well. Yeah, I can't do games like that because I clock out by turn four. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> How was um, your sort of clock management at the event? I won a game on clock. Did you? Yeah, I did. And I, yeah, I don't think I clocked out in any game. I think I probably won at least one with less than two minutes left. But. I, I call that perfect clock management, personally. Flawless. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there was some interesting stuff before that from, uh, I can't remember, like, there were a few people posting in advance about how many games they were going to win on clock and that sort of thing. And it, it feels to me like people do win on clock. I know, you know, one or two players who are very, very good on clock, like the Langton brothers yeah. are very good. But oh, yeah. most top players are good on clock. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. you, you don't win on it, you maybe can use it as a, as a pressure point. But like, mm. but you know, even if you watch the again the uh, final game, the Mets, uh, I can't remember the name of the French player he plays against. I know the other two players on France three, so apologies for uh, that. But you know, the guy just sort of bats the clock straight back at him, yeah, yeah, like, pretty effectively. Yeah. So, so it feels like a thing that is, yeah, it's it's going to be an advantage that is compounded by disparity in player skill as well. Yeah, I mean, I think as well though. I mean, the the way the game is now that it's maybe easier to get victory points than it used to be say, a year ago, just because players have more powerful abilities. I mean, I've won games where I've been 15 minutes down on clock, and I've still won because I got to 12 within yeah, the Yeah, and that, that's definitely yeah. a thing that can that you can do. I, I, I did do a sort, of, um, a sort of exercise, just knocking about with it in one of the London group WhatsApp chats of, like, what are the, the 10 strongest teams in the whole of Season 4? Mm-hmm. And we were pretty much agreed that none of the 4.2 teams... Oh, no, 4.2 scalpel makes it in. But none of the others, and 4.2 scalpel, I think, was tenth, right? Debatably, so so if you think about it, of like you know 4.0 hunters, 4.0 scalpel, vet boar, and 4.1 blacksmiths, and 4.1. So it feels like although there are a lot of powerful abilities and powerful tools to get round stuff, it definitely like the strongest teams are not as strong as they've been in season four so far. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do we have any more? I can't remember. Who it is. Uh, yeah, there's there's Rich Keeling, uh, Beaver Many saying he doesn't want to hear any more. About the WTC because uh, he didn't go to it. Um, okay, and- right. So let's let's wrap up there. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's a question about in the Discord and our Discord. Uh, which character did not live up to expectations, um, and what surprises did you get? So, like, what what interactions or good use of players particularly surprised you, Dan? Um, okay. So, well, I I know you'll disagree with this, but I'm still convinced about Cammy. Mm. So I think I played her a couple of times, but I think I just need to play her more and, and figure out which... I think I'm sort of getting a handle on it now. But I played her a couple of times and maybe regressing it a bit. Um, Who did you play instead of her? Uh, so I've been sort of Crucible Vitriol 
Yeah, combo. And then maybe I'll sub out one of those two for Cammy. Um, if I'm feeling I think she's new. And <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. I mean, yeah, it's tricky because the the one inch melee is a bit. When you're used to having, you know, two two inch melee strikers, subbing one for a one inch melee striker is a bit difficult to yeah that's sort of get used to. And she has sort of funny non linear stuff. So yeah, I think it's a practice thing. But um, yeah, I think that's the main one for me. Vet Cat was better because I hadn't actually played him that much before WTC because I was worried about the, the victim stats. Um, yeah. But I think I played him... I didn't take him in one game and regretted it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did take him in one game and regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the answer to what surprises I got, which was yeah, Grange. Yeah. Grange was a surprise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I yeah, didn't take back Cam in that game. I, I, can see the, I can see the logic for Cam. I mean, I can hear Edek uh, crying all the way from... Poland, as you understand, but um, no, I, mean, I think she's I can good. see the vitriol. I can see it. The vitriol is a better striker, better kick yeah. stat, yeah, yeah. better tackle, all that sort of thing, or at least as good a tackle, better melee. Um, but, yeah, Cammy just seems so versatile, though. Like, so that, that was what that's the thing. Also, but I had the same thing as you. I basically I had the week before, two weeks before, where I played mm-hmm. in the grand tournament. I was just like, I'm gonna play whoever I play, I'm gonna play Midas, Cat, Cammy in every single yeah. game just because I want to see how they do it. And Cammy seems really hard to theory hammer, like almost like Yukai. Like, it's really yeah. hard to actually theory them out. You just have to play them. Well, because there's so many angles and, things they can do. Yeah, and how quickly she just turns around and kills stuff as well, like or or sets you up to kill stuff, and then mm-hmm. also the sort of jank of her ball weevil, that sort of thing. Um, there's some of the stuff about the minor guild, uh, this resurgence of minor guild popularity post-WTC. Uh, this is from Ian Torrance, I think, um, and it should be pointed out that the the whole of Scotland three, I don't think I mentioned them, who we're also sort of sharing stuff with, they were just uh, really, similarly to you were saying about Wales three, Dan, they were just lovely guys. So Stephen Douglas, Ian Torrance, and Gary Keane, just really, really nice, friendly, fun, like good laugh. Like a, yeah, they were because I don't really know them that well. That knew Gary a little bit. Uh, mm. It was really nice to get to sort of know those guys. Yeah, I think Ian I played asked, Ian a couple of times. He's a he's a love him. Yeah, Ian was asking about a the resurgence of the of minor guilds um, after WTC. Do we think you, you've been to an event since WTC, Dan? Minor guilds are they back? Oh, let me have a look. I have it. Got it on here. There were a few minor guilds. So we had. I yeah, I went to a team event yesterday. So we had miners, uh, cooks, two cooks, two rats, and an order. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a few there. I think they I think team events kind of suit minor guilds because you have that option of maybe dodging the bad matchups. Yeah, I mean, you you, you can in theory pick more likely the things you sort of you know, pick the models. That you... Yeah, because I mean, people I've talked to their main grumble about really bad matchups uh, that you don't have the you know. The roster to deal with because you're limited to eight models. Um, yeah, maybe in a team format, that's less of an issue because you have a little bit more control about who you play against. Yeah, it feels like um, I know I've played a couple of games with Cooks and I think a lot of people playing Cooks locally. They feel like mm. lots of fun. Like that yeah. seems to be the thing they are just like like sugar is just bonkers. Like just completely <laughs> bonkers good. Like the, the sort of because it's such a bizarre way of getting six point activations where you kill someone who you've got like jailed in your own back line. And get and a then, snapshot from miles. Pass the ball to snapshot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so she seems she seems like a lot of fun. Um, we had a couple of questions from Ian and Rich, just in general about um, uh, Rich has about the meta shift post vet car, uh, which is interesting. <laughs> and then and then questions about sort of uh, Union not being played, Smiths and Butchers disappearing. And and I guess the the we talked about Union not being taken up quite as much, but what do you think about the drop? I mean, I'm personally I'm delighted by the drop of blacksmiths and butchers. Me too, because <laughs> they're still really good in alchemists. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're still very solid. I think. Um, I, I think like, butchers now have a reason to take you know to occasionally put fillet down. Or ox, yeah. Or ox, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like smiths are going to be back. In two months, you know, you're looking at the miners' timeline of them going, people going, oh, they're really, really strong. We'll play them crazy. You know, everyone will play them. Then no one takes them, and now they're back. I think Smiths will will repeat that. Yeah, I think, I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, they'll repeat that because I'm I'm probably taking them something before Christmas, <laughs> like just just to try. And... But um, but they still they still seem super good. So I think it's being nerfs sort of wanting. Oh no, yeah. that's definitely definitely what it is. Yeah. And then just bouncing over to play something else. But I think a lot of people can come back around. Glorious. Any more questions? Or is that a podcast? I think 
I feels like I did, the only one I think I was also asked was uh, Luke from the Glory Goals guys asked them to pl- ask us to plug the Glory Goals Masters tournament. In, oh, I can't wait for that. It's gonna be so. It's gonna much be fun. great. He also asked me to review the um, snake draft team I'm going to play at Glory Goals Masters, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a delightful surprise for him. Um, so I'm trying to remember the dates for it. It's the last weekend of November? I believe so, yeah. I can look it up quickly. Yeah, so the Glory Goals Masters, for those that don't know, is going to be it's a sort of infinite amount of size team of, uh, sort of event. Not a team event. It's basically a replacement for Steve. I think Will. it's 64 player cap, right? 64 player cap. Well, yeah. it's 24 more spaces or something like that. Having 20 yeah, spaces. yeah. So that's 48. It's yeah, the it's, 22nd to the 24th. Uh, yes, of November. of November in, uh, in the Chase Hotel in Nuneaton, which we've been as a great venue because it's a pub. Uh, it's quite good Large, food. Well, large venue, isn't it? Maybe Big old room. It has its own bar. It has There's loads of other stuff that's going to be going on as well. Snake draft and things like that. I, I believe Charles and Dan Harwood and I may have drunkenly agreed to do some sort of a design your own model seminar. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, which is. I'm, I'm just going to check if Johnny Mitchell signed up. Uh, I don't <laughs> see him down there. I don't see him there. Um, still drunk. Still drunk. Still drunk. But does that. <laughs> it looks like a very good, very good range of players coming. You know, a lot of good players and a lot of guys. So much more casual. Like, so, like all. Uh, it's going to be great fun. I mean, and yeah. those guys, those guys are awesome as well. Always. Yeah, they run a they run a yeah, great yeah. event. So if you're on the fence about it, get off the fence and yes. come and play. Uh, yeah, um, and and definitely have a lot of good things for the community in the Midlands, haven't they? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done a lot. Yeah, they've done a lot of good. And I, I think they've run out of space in the Chase Hotel for for rooms to stay. But I think there's a hotel around. Yeah, I, I I signed up too late, so yeah. I'm staying in a place. This will be and be around the corner. So, okay. so no props. They've got some sort of you know WWF style belt for the winner and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there's, yeah. And there's a fair fair representation of people. Some guys from Steam Forged as well going. I think Fraser's going. Dom's going. Uh, St- Steve's going as well. So Steve, not referring to myself in the third person. Steve Marcus <laughs> is going. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So so everyone should come along. So maybe we'll painful stock now. <laughs> I mean, always, always. Our analysis is star. <laughs> and painful. No, no insult, no pretense of insult. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you very much, guys, for coming on. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you, Andrew. Cool. See you soon, guys. See ya.